Hi, it's Adrian here. I want to share with you something really exciting. I've just recorded a series for the AIA Austin, Texas, their homes tour, which comes up at the end of October. Now, this is a tour where you can register and go and visit these amazing homes. I've recorded each of the architects and they've told us about the journey through the home. And in it, there is just so many wonderful little nuances that they share with you. I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to go on the tour. And thanks for being a listener on Talk Design. So in this special series on Talk Design, we're meeting with all the architects that have designed homes that will be on the AIA Austin Homes Tour in October. And I want to introduce you guys to Murray Leg Architecture. And I've got Murray and Lincoln who are going to talk us through 106 Buckeye Trail, which is a fabulous mid-century post and beam style home that's a renovation. And one of the things I want to do is, is unlock some of the fantastic things that you're about to see when you come into this home. So Murray and Lincoln, welcome to Talk Design. Thanks, Thanks, Adrian. We're super excited to talk to you about the house and also super excited to have this particular home on the home store. Yeah. Um, The last few years through COVID, we've actually been working on quite a few residential, private residential projects. And this is a really special one for us. We love the client and it was really a fun project to work on. So we're thrilled to share it with um, everybody in Austin and to chat with you about it. Yeah, look, I've been lucky enough for everybody listening to have just been not through the house physically, but through the house virtually and just understand a bit about what was happening and why this house is so special. And it is, it's a real treat. So on tour day, make sure you get to this because it's got so many fun surprises that you're going to, it's going to unravel. So as we said, it's on 601 Buckeye Trail and 601 Buckeye Trail, you're going to drive right past this if you're not careful. So let's go back to stepping back to the clients. And what was their brief to start off with? What, How did they approach you and not end up with this being like a, many homes on Buckeye Trail that are just a bulldoze job and then they build, you know, a $10, $20 million home there? Tell us about right. that. Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, it's in a really special part of town, Westlake Hills, which is, which is, you know, 15, 20 minute drive west of Austin. It's very hilly. It has a very kind of rural hill country vibe to it. Um, Of course, that's changing quite a bit with the massive houses that are going in there. Um, This particular street, Buckeye Trail, you know, it has no curb. It feels like you're on a rural road. It kind of winds up. You you come off of Westlake Drive and it winds up along a ridgeline. And there's some really impressive houses that are being built along that street. And as you're driving from the city, you know, you can't help but notice and be impressed by, you know, the spectacular views of downtown. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just stunning views along that ridgeline. And, and of course, with that, people the lots in Westlake tend to be quite large and with that people are building very, you know very, very big homes. houses you, you know 
you can't mistake for like architect signature design houses some wonderful houses along that street but our our project there i mean the the first thing that that you know first of all i think you know it's a, it's kind of a cliche but there's a reason why you know the best projects i mean for us are the ones where we have a great working relationship with a client where we really click with them had a great wonderful relationship with with Blake and Laura and you know the first thing that really impressed us was there was no question that they wanted to save the existing house the existing house was very modest very low 8 foot ceilings gable roof built in the 60s kind of classic very quiet very minimal mid-century home something that would not turn your head if you're driving on Buckeye probably drive past it a million times and not notice it if you lived on the street and what we really loved was like they were like of course we want to save it there was no question they just yeah. really liked kind of modest mid-century vibe and 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 our office we're we're very interested in working with seemingly plain things things everyday things uh-huh. things that are modest modest in material modest in cost the other thing i'll say too is you know they were on quite a tight budget which is something we're always i'm excited about is working with clients that have you know budget parameters that we can work within is that was part of the reason they wanted to save it too i think just the the sense of of not wasting the existing house of kind of preserving it was important but we really love that when you approach the house and i think this is what you mentioned mentioned at the top of the the podcast was that you know it doesn't present itself as like a kind of blinged out you know architect design signature house it's very quiet on approach in fact the carport that you enter through the original carport is is the first thing that you're presented with is a very low like almost like six and a half foot tall carport that you enter through so you almost duck under it kind of yeah i mean especially like you know i'm six foot two lincoln's six foot three so we're we were we didn't you know bonk our heads on it we kind of yeah, ducked under it, but so, you, so the journey starts well outside of the home, doesn't it? Very like, much so. Yeah, and it, it's on the driveway. Really yeah, in the driveway. Um, we did, you know, things like replace the windows, painted, you know, did some kind of exterior repairs, but really preserved the exterior. It was very much like a kind of preservation piece to do that. If you look really carefully from the other side of the street, you can see our our little modern addition poking its head up, but you really have to look for it. <laughs> well, part of the magic of that is is that most people will never notice it. Like right. And you know, like in in the stuff you were showing me there, there's only a couple of front presenting windows in the whole house, it feels like. It's 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 yeah. almost like a fortress front, but it's not. Very much so. I mean, the original house, you know, that face faces west. So you'd want to minimize the windows. There are a couple of screen walls. I did that that, well. um, Yeah. There's a skylight in the carport to kind of bring light in. Uh The house, the original house, and which we repeated and restored on the inside, faced east out towards kind of the view and down the hill, down the ridge line. And and we we kind of preserve that that view from the original house. Yeah. So then once we've got under the carport without bonking our heads, no, but once we come through there, we've got the, you know, the classic compression there and then it opens up. One of the things that's really going to be fun with this home is that you're not going to find the front door in any great hurry. You're going right. to, you're, you're right. on your journey. So 
whilst you're in the carport, just have a look around from that perspective as well as to where these windows are positioned. Because as I say, I don't think there's probably more than four windows in the front of the home, something like this, and then around to the front door and Again, take time to just have a look at the front door. It will be open, but just take time to have a look at it because it's the original front door of this house. And it's, right, it's yeah. not what you expect either, which I think is really cool. kind of a decorative door, which we saved and, and they restored, which is, which is quite nice. But, but you, yeah, you, you, you know, true and true kind of like modest mid-century architecture, the door isn't presented like a kind of grand entry it's yeah. kind of placed in a matter of fact way. That being said, there are a couple of really nice, very subtle nods to the entry. There is a kind of hole in the roof of the carport, which looks down into a tiny little entry garden, um, oh. which we restored and is planted. So there are a few little indications about where to go, but it's very, very quiet and very understated. And then the magic happens once you've come through there. So the magic happens you right. through the front door. And from right. that, you start to take in the big, massive view to the east. Right. So you enter, once you've entered, we created like a little entry vestibule where you can, you know, take your shoes off and hang your coat and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But there you're you're in the main, you know, living space. It's kind of living kitchen. There's a dining space off to the side. In the original house, it was a vaulted ceiling. It went from about eight feet to not, no, you know, not incredibly tall, eight to what, about 13, 14 feet, mm-hmm. Lincoln, at the something like that. Mm-hmm. A large view. Yeah, with the view east. So we we preserve that and open it up a bit more. So yeah, as you come through that carport and in, then you know, you're presented with large east-facing windows that look into a new landscape courtyard with a swimming pool and terrace landscape. And then you see the new addition, two-story modern addition, off to the right-hand side. So it's it's once you once you're through the door in that living space, you kind of see the new pieces and you really get a feeling of a kind of suspended courtyard space that is landscape that goes down the slope. It's kind of intimate interior courtyard that connects and binds the whole house together. I think one of those things that you just said in there was the the intimate nature of it and we were discussing prior to recording how in this home there's these there's these views from pieces of the home to pieces of the home so you can see from right. one window into another window which is really special and yeah. in doing that i think it creates a a beautiful intimacy of your in your own space but it's maybe bit, looks bigger or the sensation is is that it's bigger than it truly is yeah, thanks for thanks for pointing that out. We found, especially in the smaller houses, I mean, the original house was 1,800 square feet. And we added about 1,000, so we're at about 2,800 square feet, which was uh-huh. by no means a small house. Uh-huh. But by standards of Westlake homes, believe me, <laughs> anything <laughs> 3,000 square feet and under, where you're building like 12,000 square foot homes, this is a small house. Yeah, this but, is you know, like a carriage house <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> right. We're really interested in, you know, quality of space, the feeling of a larger space. Quality is is more important than quantity here, yeah. I think. And and you've really pointed at something that I think is something we've found really effective in smaller spaces that if you create an, a kind of structured outdoor space, like courtyard that's planted, maybe there's a water element, you have dappled light from the trees, uh-huh. breezes coming through that. And you can see from inside your house through that space, 
to your house again and then in back inside yeah. it really makes that outdoor space feel like it's part of the home feel like it's part of the interior of the house and it's a very special feeling like somehow it just makes a, fe- the, uh, uh, a home feel much larger and much more spacious to kind of see through that uh, and that's that's happening here you're able to see through the house into the new addition and through that courtyard which is really important the structuring of the courtyard the decks and the terraces were were we worked on many versions were equally as important as the design of the interior of the home right right yeah which i think you know what you've done is you're creating we've got this huge so when you walk through the front door into this home and you come into the living room area take a minute to just look east through these big windows and look at how you know they're beautiful they're, they're from floor to ceiling as you would expect but take a look at the original structure as well where we've got like post and beam structure and we've got these right. big cathedral windows looking out and the temptation we were talking about this the temptation would have been to just open all that up and put a deck out there and then you would have lost this feeling of the intimacy that it gives you of the rest of the house wrapping around it if you go to your right, you're going to end up in, the, sorry, to your left, you're going to end up in the kids' wing, which was redeveloped as well. If you kind of go straight ahead and then there's a door out on the far left-hand corner, which actually takes you out to a deck that hovers over this whole space, over the courtyard, and allows you to look back through your big cathedral windows as well, back into your home again. And I think that was really cool. I love that. Yeah. You're you're actually still gone very deliberately outside. It's not like you're you're just an extension of the living room. You've made a journey there. You've transitioned, and this creates, I think, placemaking. You know, in architecture, there's there's this wonderful thing of placemaking that when you get to somewhere, you transition and you get a mood change, and it and it becomes very mm-hmm. deliberate about how you behave. And this is a magical moment. I see that as in your plan here. We, you get out there, then you are engaged with the pool. You are engaged with the whole backyard. That you and and you're disengaged from the home, but not totally, because you right. can still see back through the home, really right. beautifully. I think it's yeah. a ma- magical little piece. So don't miss that one. You can run down the stairs if you want and through the terraces and go to the pool. However, right. I would encourage you to come back inside and. There's a secret, well, it's not a secret, but it's like a little nook off the kitchen. Tell us about that. Sure. That was like a little funny little storage space that we converted into a little breakfast nook there, you know, next to the kitchen. I mean, the, the, one of the, one of the, you know, great things about designing homes is kind of fitting the different patterns and needs of the, of the family. Mm-hmm. Like Laura have three little, three little boys and, you know, they have a wonderful dining space, but, you know, obviously spending a lot of time eating meals and having that kind of built in slide in. I mean, who doesn't love a booth, right? So exactly, exactly. It's got all the like intimacy a of a diner. You're yeah. like going into the booth. So yeah. we, we had an opportunity to kind of build a little booth there, which is which is really fun. So with a big, you know, with a family like that, you want to have like a lot of options as far Do you as know, I, I love that booth for a couple of reasons. One is, is Yes, I've had one in one of my own homes, uh, and we just loved it. We loved it. And friends would ask to eat in the booth, not in the dining table, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I've worked on homes where we've created this kind of intimacy. In that one, 
there is actually there's a window, but the window is above where you look out. Like you yeah. you actually once you're in the booth, it is very intimate in the sense that you are there with people. It's it's right. there's not a whole lot of other distraction. There's only one way to look out, which is back into yeah. the home. And yeah, I, and I think that's yeah, that's part of the I think interesting thing with working as, with the carport as the entry because uh-huh. that kitchen and that booth actually look into the carport but is you know the the kitchen window looks into the little that little entry garden i described yeah right? that the little, yeah and then the, booth, the window's higher so that when you're in the living room you read the ceiling of the dining room running right out and becoming the ceiling of the carport so they're connected but it's an elevated window so that you're not seeing the car headlights and there's a bit of screening and that sort of thing I also think that's a really nice window to, especially if you're entering the house in the evening or at night when the lights are on, you get a little glimpse. Ah, it's a lantern. Feeling of the living room, yeah, as you're coming down kind of yeah. uh, through that space. So, yeah, it's a nice little moment. And I have to say, one of the things I love about working on existing houses, especially at this, uh, this more kind of smaller, modest, more intimate scale, is that you really get an opportunity to find like really special little moments with that in the house and focus on those rather than trying to create like one kind of like overwhelming wow moment. It's about, I think you said it at the beginning about discovering intimate little moments and special moments within the house. Um, and then if you if you get it right, right, a collection of those really special intimate moments can add to, you know, become something really quite, quite incredible. I think I think that's something that is you know wonderful when uh, in an existing home, you know the most sustainable home you'll ever build is one that's already built or design is one that's already built. Right. You know, so I love that from the start point, and also that you know big isn't just better. It's like it 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 gives you scale and intimacy, and it's it's almost like what I'd call these days old fashioned living. But it's right. it's it's modest and it's honest and it's yeah. real and it's it, and it meets the needs and it keeps family really connected. You know, people don't get lost in the home kind of thing. Right. And yet, in yeah. this house, yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yeah. Have private space. Oh, oh, nowadays they just text. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'll, I'll snap you. Where are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> As you go through to where you've got the new main suite that you've built on the house so this is the new addition there's a lovely little moment that uh, you were describing to me where the transition between these two spaces is sure yeah yeah so one of the challenges in you know we preserve the existing roof profile of the existing house which again is was quite low you know eight mm. foot we call it the plate height which is where the eave comes down of the roof and so it's it's really difficult to add on to a house like that with a new addition, which typically would have like taller ceilings, different roof profile, maybe more modern or something, and it not be kind of like a train wreck where they're just like kind of smashed into one another. <laughs> so when you when you enter the house, you see you understand the addition as a kind of a modern piece with a similar material palette to the existing house so they're talking to each other but you understand it as something that is new something that is fresh and it's designed to appear as if it's suspended or floating in the courtyard space this the the outdoor spaces are below you in the from the main house house, you're looking about eight feet 
eight to 10 feet down. So it really feels like this new addition is kind of floating in that, which is, I think, a kind of a magical quality to it. So then the connector, we created a little transitional space between the old house and the new addition, which is a kind of little connector. And I think you, you'd mentioned something earlier that is really important. I've come to really love passageways and hallways, especially in homes, mm-hmm. and try to make them more than just like getting from point A to point B. They can be a little place for a little office nook or a little library. You know, you spend so much time moving from a bedroom to a kitchen. And I think those transitional spaces, even if they're small and kind of modest, are really wonderful to kind of think about. So mm. here, what, what we've done is, you know, you go up a few steps to get into the new principal bedroom and then you go down to get into the new call it a rec room space and all like seven yeah and i'm like there's a little office down there there's a tv there's a big doors that open to the pool deck but that transition has the staircase but it also has a long built-in bookshelf that was actually Laura's idea to do a kind of combined stair bookcase. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing too. It's like kind of fun to think about things you could do with stairs, like combining a staircase with a bookshelf. I mean, how wonderful is it to like pull a book off of a shelf and sit on the stairs and flip through it as an idea. So the transition space is both, it's smaller, it's a little connector, which makes the transition from the new to the old, but it's also a little library. It has views of the sky, views down into the courtyard of a tree. It has a window to the south. So you have multiple views in many directions, but it also has this kind of wonderful long bookshelf, which now contains like, you know, family pictures and artwork uh-huh. and books. So we really tried to turn that space into something special. And again, you know, we don't have a lot of room. It's not like we could create a library in this house. There was no space for that, really. But here we're turning that transition space and the staircase into something that is is like kind of library. And it, gives it, it creates a moment of pause in a space mm-hmm. as well and, and adds its own personality. Otherwise, it would be just a transition space. It would right. just be right. purely a staircase to take you somewhere. In the right. way that you've done it, I believe, you know, like looking at it, it's beautiful. It's timber and it's like it engages you to be a part of what's going on in that space right. as you as you are on your transition. And right. uh, it makes it into more of a room rather than just a hallway. I think. I right. Think you walk past that book. It's like I got to read that book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, like just just constantly, like if you were coming up and downstairs from the office or from the pool, it just. I don't know I've got this thing years ago somebody said to me like and I mean many years ago the knowledge of the world is stored in books now I'm dyslexic so I'm not a huge reader I love books though there's something grounding about books and there's something that really there's a value in a history and there's a story and so I think that they really changed the psychological impression or emotion of a space and so you you do that beautifully as you go down. Take me outdoors. Well, take me if you want to the primary suite or take me downstairs Perfect. and outdoors and Yeah, yeah, choose. sure. I think I think you know primary suite's always an important space for busy parents with three little kids and <laughs> you know it's a moment to create a real respite, something that's away, yeah. a little retreat, you know. <laughs> little three, three boys. Um, three boys. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's about four feet 
you go up up a little ways about yeah. four feet to get up to it so there's a feeling of a bit of distance it's not a full flight uh-huh. away and then it's really oriented there are large windows that look north you can see down to the courtyard they're they're quite tall and then there's a really big window that looks east and in the fall has a wonderful view of downtown there with its own little balcony so it really feels like it's you know its own kind of separate little like you've really transitioned away you've got as you said there's there's that respite where you you breathe again a different breath yeah so so you know that that's at the same time you know you do have views down into the courtyard so there's a connection there but it does feel a little bit more private a little bit more separated from from the main house going down you know again you're going down into that room and and one of the things that is important to us is you know is to work with light you know there's a lot of it in texas <laughs> you know I'm, I'm canadian i'm from the north and it took me a while it's not as much <laughs> been austin for about 30 years and you know it took me a while to realize oh my god you know it doesn't take much like one little window in the right position you get a lot of sunlight so we think very carefully about placement of windows, both for energy efficiency, but also to shape the quality of light in that space. Uh-huh. And I think visitors to the home, one of the things is in that lower space, you have light coming from four sides. You've got it, the southern window above the staircase, bringing light down. You've got large doors opening out to the pool to the north, smaller windows to the east and west. So that's something that's really special when you have an opportunity to have a views in four directions yeah. it gives a really wonderful quality to the space. It there. also, it also makes it, um, makes the space above it feel like it's more floating above you as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that the feeling of kind of buoyancy Yeah, with the addition the other thing I wanted to mention before I forgot was that Blake was really committed to, you you'd mentioned sustainability, and I think that's mm-hmm. important to mention that. I mean, we're preserving the existing house, which I think is a big deal. Foundation, you know, a lot of the greenhouse got gases that are emitted are from the production of concrete. So mm-hmm. we're not only seeing the existing foundation, but we're not, we're pouring very less, you know, a lot less concrete to create the new home. He, he did add, there's a lot of roof area. A lot of the slope metal roofs on the addition and on the main house, um, existing house. And there's quite an extensive photovoltaic system on oh, that fantastic. roof. Right? Most of the power for the home. And that's the other thing, too. At a 3,000 square foot house, it doesn't take much to really create a house that's almost essentially net zero. I mean, it's yeah. almost generating as power as it's using. Not quite, but almost there. And it wasn't really that hard to achieve that. I wanted to mention that too, in terms of working with light, and especially in Texas, where yeah. we have a lot of sun. And now renewables, especially in the summer, where we're getting these incredibly hot temperatures. Thank God for renewables because they're uh-huh. accounting for 15 to 30% of the power consumption during those really hot days. I mean, they're literally we're keeping the grid alive right now. And and one of the interesting things about Texas is that renewables are like the, the amount of renewable energy is like doubling every year because it's much more resilient and reliable than the gas powered plants, which have been failing. Yeah. I just want right. to. Right. So, when do, doing a home like this, energy, especially in Texas, like it's so obvious to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and also in a home like this. So, when, you know, people are touring the home, 
take into account that you know there's there's very low energy bills that are being run in this home because of the fact that this the, the thoughtfulness a eh, of the design and uh, you know like where the light comes from how it comes into it how it's working for heat control and then also the fact that you're producing your your own power plant you're producing right. also no gas yeah it's a con- a convection yeah. a conduction induction stovetop yeah right, right. right yeah induction induction yeah induction. so yeah like these kind of things when you think of a future proofing a home and you you're walking into something that i don't know what year was it built first murray 60s 1960s the original yeah. house yeah, yeah right so 1960s and you've just given it another lease of life so the things right. you know somewhere probably in around 60 years old already and you've right. tidied it up and given it probably another 60 years well yeah yeah and and a whole lot of magic those kids are going to grow up in, yeah. in a set of old-fashioned values with that size <laughs> right. house as well which i think is really fabulous They'll have right. a whole different journey. When you're down in the pool area and in that back area, we were talking earlier about how with the new primary suite that's there being sort of like floating above and how it creates almost like a, a cave-like overhang, you know, the yeah, weight of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, in, it's Texas, so shade is incredibly important, of course. Mm-hmm. The courtyard is positioned, uh, the addition is positioned to the south side of the courtyard and the uh, uh, original house to the west. So, you know, the hottest time of day, it's pretty shady down there, you know, late in the day, in the afternoon, in the summer, four or five, six o'clock, you're getting quite a bit of shade there from the existing house. So, and it does have a certain, certain, like we preserved on the existing house, the, the, the foundation wall. There's a planter and some most wonderful landscape designers and installers who did the landscape work have planted a vine that will grow up on that oh, cool. foundation wall, but we preserve that. And then on the addition, we continue that material in stucco so that it kind of resembles a foundation wall. So you're feeling like you're kind of in the ground a little bit and that, uh-huh. that sunken courtyard with the with the addition above you. So we're trying to tie the materials together that existing house is cedar board and batten so the new addition is also board and batten just done in a modern way a little bit tighter um pattern to those to those battens but i love the fact that in this home you get to uh enjoy what was with it being updated and then enjoy what is now added and as you said before there's a language between them and but mm-hmm. that they're not they're not identical they're not trying to say exactly the right. same thing they're taking you again or, on or another like journey starkly different either yeah yeah it's always I mean, honestly we've done so many edition remodels and you know it's always i guess the position i always took like earlier in my career was to do something like radically different you know uh-huh. like like a lightning <laughs> bolt from the future was the addition but now i guess as i've gotten older i'm kind of more interested in how to create a dialogue with the yeah i mean listen one of the great things about working on existing buildings and we love this we're becoming more and more interested in ideas of preservation not straight up preserve mm-hmm. historic preservation but how to build on and add on historical forms especially in a city like austin where so much of the listen the housing stock in austin was mostly very modest 50s 60s 70s 
not very well-built, really kind of modest structures that are being torn down. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of obvious kind of, his, you know, architectural merit. <laughs> yeah. There's something I think really special about as an architect of kind of taking a backseat from a design perspective and kind of listening to the past and like working with, it's like working with an old timer where you're just like, you know, you got to listen to their kind of boring stories, but you know, there's some math, there's something really wonderful it, too. And you know what I'm saying? And their knowledge yeah. and their history and kind yeah. of just like about that a little bit. And it really forces you to do that, to create, try to create something special in a very modest way. And I think the thing for us, the lesson is that, you know, you can create remarkable architecture with the most modest means, you know, you mm-hmm. don't need a huge budget. You don't need to have like fancy materials. It's not what it's about, right? It's about feeling of a space, quality of the space, and these much more kind of nuanced aspects that we're, we're looking for. So I think there's absolute magic in what you just said, because there is so many, you know, there's a whole lot of merit to knocking something over or starting with a green field. You know, there is a whole lot of merit to what you can do there to take something that's already got a history and a story and a feeling and it, it's got its own story engaged in it already. And then to be able to pull a new chapter into that book and right. extend it out into into a new story, but it comes off these foundations and roots. I think there's something really special and magical. And that's what yeah. renovations and additions allow people to do. When and, they're done well, you know, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I love the way, not to diverge a little bit, but I really love the way, you know, there's a whole new kind of vein of European approach to historic preservation where you're actually like, like here, we tend to like identify buildings that are like of like superlative architectural merit. And it's like you put a rope around them. And you don't want to touch them. Mm-hmm. I kind of love this idea of like approaching history in a much more hands-on way where you kind of build on it and yep. with it, right? You incorporate it. And I think that's just like, it's the idea of like taking your past and incorporating it into your soul as opposed to just like wiping the slate clean and starting starting new. I think there's something... We're treating it like this sort of like precious thing that you can't kind of work yeah. with. Uh, yeah. Anyway. In the There's home, some... in the home, is there any little things that you would easily miss if you were to come on the homes tour and you were to walk through? Is there any little tricks, hidden features, anything like that that won't show up in yeah. the photographs, but a little journeys that people can go, oh, yeah, look, sure, I, yeah, I already yeah. said this. Yeah. There is there is one uh, little moment. It's very, like, inside baseball, architecture, nerd, geek kind of thing. But when we added on to the back of the house to make that transition space from the living room through the little library connector to the new addition, there's a couple of little things we did there that we really like. The existing house has a four foot overhang, like so it's a gable roof and a true mid-century form. It kind of overhangs about four feet. When you're in the living room, if you go off to the left out onto that little deck you were talking about, you walk out the door and you're under that eave, right? And again, it's yeah. very low, right? If you were a basketball player, you'd hit your head on it. It's very low. Uh-huh. Go to the right. We filled it in so that space under the eave is we brought it inside the house so it's a little moment under the eave that we brought in the house 
and, and it's a little, I mean, I think you'd, you know, you'd miss it otherwise, but again, it's like a little bit of like taking this funny little space in the house under the eave four foot space and making it a kind of like special little passageway. And it's the space that you move through next to the dining room as you get into the, into the library. And you kind of see, if you look at the ceiling, the contractor did a really good job of like shaping the ceiling and the sheetrock. So you can kind of see that eave form and you can read that you're under that little roof there. And rather than blowing it out and making it taller and making a little cricket or a addition there, we wanted to again, preserve the very low, very intimate little space of the existing house and, and use it as a transition space. So you, you definitely you would take a sharp eye to kind of pick that out. But that, that was something that was important to us. To These are things that make, you know, doing the podcast and also being able to transit, well, take people on a journey, you know, like being able to enjoy journeying them through the space and then they're seeing it from what you saw as not necessarily the challenges, but they were things that needed to be solved along the way as to how you could do it. And there's multiple ways of choosing to do it, but to keep the house to have its intimate feel and to keep it in scale of what it was and to maintain that, you did this clever little thing. Yeah, I think you mentioned too, like really love the idea of a sense of discovery too in Mm -hmm. in a place that you know, not everything is revealed right away, right? There's yeah. lots to discover, to yeah. discover over time as well. Yeah, yeah, you live in the space. All right, absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much. And for everybody oh, who's, yeah, any everybody who listens to the podcast and it gets to go on the AIA tour, the homes tour, this is one of the best homes tours that I've ever been on anywhere, and I've been to many. It's incredible. It's incredible that people let people all these people into their homes. I know. Thank you to our own. <laughs> Thank you to our clients, Laura and Blake, who are like, yes. Yeah. Know, yes. It, it's a uh, hundred people come and walk. Yeah. A yeah. hundred at a time, you know, yeah, right. so, hundred at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so make your shoes off. Right. Yeah, please take your shoes off. Put the booties on. The AI do an amazing job with it. And they do. Yeah. The <laughs> architects and, and the owners who give up their homes and, give the space over to people to enjoy it's something really special and whilst you may look at the uh, this one you could, you could drive right past it don't miss it because it is going to be so worth the journey remember it starts out on the driveway and then you're going to duck under that first piece with the carport when you're looking for the front door and just take moments of pause to find that, you know, the the hole in the carport roof that lets light into the little garden. And then look at what that does once you're in the kitchen as well. Look at how the thoughtfulness of the architecture is brought together. And by all means, write into us or leave us a comment and ask Murray for all the advice you want <laughs> on, uh, you know, yeah. what he can do. Yeah. Fantastic, Absolutely. man. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks for talking. Thank you for your interest in it and, and fun to chat about the house. Yeah, really fabulous home. So I'm excited to come and see it. Now, this is Murray Leg Architecture and Murray and Lincoln. I spoke to about this home. And again, it's a renovation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Fabulous home. Tell me the story. Yeah, well, so unassuming from the front. 
I mean, it looks lovely, just simple, you know, mm-hmm. little family and beautiful trees on this front lawn. And then you, you know, the addition is almost completely hidden from the street. But yeah, you go in and it just opens into this, again, this beautiful wall of glass with these lovely trees. But yeah, it just opens up. It's a sweet family home. The family set for me in the photos, three, three kids under the age of four, maybe like three little ones. And yeah, lovely parents that I was like, I would love to have, you know, a shot or two with y'all in it. And they were like, yeah, that's great. And had everybody up and ready and early and oh, that's did special. Of them outside. Yeah, it was, it was great. And I, yeah, another lovely pool and yeah, the addition is just, the addition's really nice that the way the interior opens up and all the light that comes in. And then there's this split level addition mm-hmm. to the side that I really like going up to a master suite and then down to just like a family a family kind of space and down towards the pool exactly and it's the detail you know like I I love a, a built-in shelf and the- you know it gives you a place to for the house to get life and personality with with all of the things that that people put around and and it was it was a it was a fun one. It was one of the first ones that you we shot. shot. We, were, we were there early and the morning light was just, was really, really beautiful. I remember them telling me about the, 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 the transition space between the old and the new and mm-hmm. how they, they widened it out and made it like put the bookcase and engaged mm-hmm. you. So it wasn't just a hallway. It was actually a journey way. And on that way, you, you got more from the house. The house offered you a space to do things with. And mm-hmm. one of the other things that, because we were looking at your photos when I was speaking to them, was the fact that you can see from one part of the house into other parts of the house. So you get these views across from from the interior. So you get glimpses yeah, like of the other that. parts. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really nice and and yet not blocking its view, just enhancing it, just holding it and giving it, again, some security and intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it seemed, it's, a, it's a recurring feature, you know, these large windows and uh, taking in nature. And yeah, it's and it's beautiful. it's wonderful to do, but just so many thoughtful details. Like, I love this built-in banquet, you know, oh, and yeah. just thinking about, <laughs> you know, the family dinners that that, that that will hold and the fireplace and the you know, the dog and the cat and the toys. And I mean, being able to, I mean, we all know these houses don't look as we really live in them every day, but just getting a sense of that they, how they are, you know. How they operate, yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is, well, it's modern, but it's mid-century and, you know, like the the home itself actually has the mid-century feel to it and comes Mm -hmm. with that background. So, yeah, it's, again, beautifully executed and I think you do a great job with the photos there's there's the one in particular I don't know whether they'll use it but with the light on the staircase downstairs and you've got all this natural light flooding in there but then you can see like if you were standing in that room the natural light would be on your legs basically It, it, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be any any more than on your sort of maybe up to your knees Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's really lovely 
Really lovely.